Hey guys, this is John with the Santee update for January 12th. Yes, I got got it right again, two weeks in a row. I'm here with my buddy Kristen Dare from the Santee Chamber. Hey everyone. And our guest today is James Sly from the EDC, which is the East County Economic Development Council. Hi guys. James, what do you do, man? What is the e- ECEDC? Uh, we're sort of like a, a think tank that actually has to do the work. So um, every issue you can think of in terms of land use and education, uh, helping to attract employers here, we sort of touch it all through all of our various partners. So you help grow the local economy in the in the East County region and in San Diego as well? That's the hope. That's right? the hope. It's to make people uh, make East County sort of a, a destination spot for businesses to move and for people to live here. Cool. So um, how long have you guys been around? Uh, more than 30 years. I think we're on 37 years now. Really? So uh, the EDC was two years old when you were born. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's weird right. that you know his age. It's awkward. James L- went a little to, bit. Yeah, James went to school with my daughter, Alexis. Well, then... Small world. No way. Then then you're younger than that, or Alexis is 33? Four. 34. Well, yeah. Uh, you're 34? 35 in one month. Really? The listeners oh, How old are you, Kristen? I don't know. Dang. I know. I'm really bad at this game. I'm 36. Thank you, John. How old are you? Well, I'm 55. <laughs> oh, cool, bro. I can eat on the back of the menu at Danny's and, and Jimmy's. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And live at Lantern Crest. I could. I could. Yes. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Anyway, back to James. <laughs> so, James, so the EDC has been, the East County EDC has been around. A lot of communities have EDCs, right? Yeah. There are four of them in San Diego County. We are the one that's in charge of East County. Gotcha. And then who puts these things together? As, does somebody come in and say, hey, let's do this? And they start a, just a, a group? Yeah, usually what happens is that you find a group of community leaders who feel like their region could be doing better and they try and they all get together in a kitchen and start it up. At least that's how the East County EDC started. Uh, everyone got together in a kitchen in La Mesa and decided they wanted to do something better for East County. Very cool. Very cool. So what kind of success stories do you have over the years? Well, uh, most relevantly, we've over the last two years, we started the Small Business Development Center for East County. Um, it's funded by the Small Business Administration in the state, and essentially it's our job to help support all these small businesses as they try to survive the pandemic. So over the last two years, we've helped 2,000 plus businesses get $18 million worth of capital. We've been helping a lot with these disaster loans and uh, the COVID relief funding, and a lot of our time recently has been spent trying to you know, help the businesses weather the pandemic. Gotcha. So you don't necessarily show them how to build the little plastic things and tell them how to hand out sanitizer and masks, but you help them get through there, make sure that they're compliant and all of those kind of things and, and give them money to. Yeah. So the SBDC in general helps with almost every business issue you can think of, whether helping you to design a website or get funding or buy a building, buy equipment, uh, design a product. So the SBDC helps with a bunch of stuff, but like I said, most recently we've been helping them walk through the, uh, Paycheck Protection Program applications, the EIDL applications, and jamming through some of those. EIDL? The Economic Injury Disaster Loan. Yeah, Gotcha. Okay, good deal. And then how do you guys work with Chambers of Commerce? So as Kristen can probably tell you, we actually serve on the Santee Chambers board, but uh, we work with the Chambers very closely. We're across the street from the East County Chamber in El Cajon. And uh, like I mentioned, I sit on the Santee Chamber here in Santee, so... Uh, we work on a variety of projects together, whether it's some of their events or um, some of the, you know, the mixers or the resources they put out for their members. Sometimes it's just something as simple. I, I feel as you know, James 
information sharing with us so that we can push it out directly to our contacts and the businesses that we have through our membership and, um, or vice versa, you know, people coming to us and us being able to refer them over to the ECEDC. That is so fun to say ECEDC. Uh, cool. Do you want to get that phone call, John? Yeah, let me get, I'll be right back. Go wow. Ahead. This guy <laughs> brand new. <laughs> Week 10, but day one. <laughs> exactly. Fire away. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I was going to say that I think it's uh, it's, it's reciprocated pretty well uh, in terms of passing business back and forth to one another. So so it's like, um, so Kristen, you're the expert in the Santee business in like promoting business and things like that in town. And then James, you guys are kind of like how to stay in business, how to do business with the government, that kind of thing. Yeah, the the Economic Development Council is really responsible for trying to bring businesses in, trying to bring in good jobs, and trying to make it successful here in East County. Into a region, not into a specific community. Right, yeah, all of East County. So we cover the four incorporated cities, El Cajon, Santee, La Mesa, and El Cajon, or La Mesa, and uh, then all the county land out to Imperial County. So, um, And we, you know, a lot of the chambers, they work with sort of the local circulation of goods and services, right? So... Um, the people you see at your mixers, it's our job to bring them in. It's the chamber's job to sort of help them stay and succeed. Gotcha. Okay. So um, what kind of things, not full disclosure, I've been on the EDC board for about 10 years or so. So I'm just asking the questions that I think that people listening might be interested in. Um, so there's been a few successes that um, will have impact on uh, residents in CNT and businesses in CNT, kind of like what you got going over uh Bradley 67, that kind of thing. What's going on there? Yeah, the Bradley 67 bridge, which is a really painful interchange between Santee and El Cajon. Uh, if anybody's driven the the eight and or trying to drive down the, the freeway over there, the 67, you've been stuck in that traffic. And so uh, we're trying to, we've actually been working with the county for years and years. They've finally approved the build out of that bridge. Um, it's going to be taken from one of the worst traffic spots to hopefully a dramatically improved intersection. So the Bradley 67 bridge has been a project of the EDC and some of our you know, local partners for decades and decades. And we're happy to finally see some progress over there. So what, the, what I'm understanding that the EDC is doing is they're working with the County and Caltrans. So you're working with the County and the state and the cities that might be impacted. And they're going to improve the whole uh, Bradley corridor all the way down to uh, Pepper. I, yeah, I believe so. So that's the plan as it yeah. stands right now. They haven't actually started turning dirt, but all yeah. the planning that's gone into it, they finally have the funding. So so they have to upgrade all of that down all the way down there so that by the time it gets to the water or whatever drainage overflow gets to the bridge, it's it's handled properly, all this crazy stuff. That's why it takes forever for anything to happen in government is because <laughs> you can't just fix the problem. You have to fix all the problems that lead up to the problems. Yep. And uh, why is that a big deal other than it's, it's a pain in the butt. Sometimes it takes 15 minutes to get from one side of the bridge to the other. How does that affect the region uh, economically? Yeah. So a lot of people don't know, but a lot of the goods and services that flow into San Diego and out of San Diego use that freeway, that transportation corridor to get in and out. And so uh, every time trucks get backed up over there, it slows down the flow of goods and services. And so our hope is that, you know, by building all this out and making it better, we'll be able to, to make it a lot easier to do business here in East County. And then that would help with something that people are always upset about is traffic, right? So if, if a company um, is down in Otay Mesa because it's easier to, to get around down there and they decide to come to the Gillespie Field area or, or any of those areas around there, those um, industrial parks, 
all those people that drive from the East County down to Otai just drive closer. So there's less infrastructure, less tax money generally. Yeah, that's, that is the hope. I mean, there is a, historically been a lot of traffic there and the bridge is, you know, it's kind of shaky when you drive over it, it's two lane bridge. Right. And so we're trying to fix a lot of that. And again, hopefully it's going to cut down on traffic. It's going to make it a lot easier to get through that area over near Bradley and the, the interchange there. And, um, you know, for both, you know, your average resident and business alike. So fingers crossed. It is kind of terrifying when you get stuck on that bridge and you feel the movement beneath you. It's nuts. I can't imagine that. My first car accident was on that bridge, actually. Your first oh one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. First of many now. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah. One time I, I walked across that bridge. Um, like I, we said earlier, I am so old. How old Super are? old. I am so old that when the, those condos uh, or those apartments across the street from the DMV were built. Mm-hmm. Which are now condos. They're condos now? They're converted, yeah. The little ones. No, the, the ones that were, well, they're green and dark green now, but they used to be gray and blue. Okay. Anyway, who cares? Um, we, we moved in there when they were new, when they were apartments. And all the way uh, across the street where the DMV is and the chicken, whatever, that was all dirt. Yeah. So, so you're, that's you're why. As old as dirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. So I did have to, to walk across that bridge one time. And back then I was much thinner than I am today. And so there's only like a 24 inch sidewalk there. And it was pretty sketchy when a bus would go by. I, I would like duck because I'm waiting for that mirror to hit me in the back of the head. Ugh. Oh, I'm scared thinking of like final destination status. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it does freak me out. I, I, I actually hate that bridge, but I thought that the, um, in and out, which was on the corner of Bradley and Magnolia there, you know, after it had moved to its new home further up the street near uh, Parkway Plaza mall, I thought that was that whole building was going away actually for that project. And now I see it's occupied by a brand new business. So I was totally wrong on that. Yeah. I'm we're waiting to see. I mean, again, they've, they've got the plans and they've got the funding finally. So they'll be, you know, doing all the drawings and all the architectural work, but I'm curious to see how it's going to shape up too. Cause that bridge is super sketchy and it's, I think it has the lowest rating a bridge can have and still be operable in terms of traffic impact. So cool. I'm never driving on it until <laughs> it's totally redone at this point. I'm, I go, I pass it and I come back. Oh yeah. I hate that bridge. My fear factor went up 10 points on that. Now. Yeah. I think they might be taking away some of the sidewalk and, and, and maybe the drive through. Um, but I could be totally wrong. The drive through is operating for that new business. The new, whatever. Nice. The taco shop that's yeah, there. I don't yeah. know the name of it, but it's outside cool. my city limits. <laughs> exactly exactly and that's one thing we all have in common we all live in santee mm-hmm. yep i was uh born and raised here cool went to carlton hills then west hills awesome i have a son at west hills right now love that school cool yeah john and i are San- sultans sultans right? for, for life sultans. yes exactly mm-hmm. yeah oh, i'm sorry but I'm, I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm actually trying to figure out where my where my daughter's gonna go she was originally slated to go to west hills but now with the pandemic she's uh you know which high school is she going to go to? Uh, One day a week. Does it really matter? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> well, hopefully it'll be different for the fall. Does she start high school in the fall? Yeah, fingers crossed she becomes a freshman in the fall. Very cool. Good so, luck with that. I hope that goes well. Yep. It's off to a rocky start so far. <laughs> Yeesh. Okay, so what else do we have on our agenda here? We talked to uh, workforce development through school districts. Did we talk about that yet? Uh, no, I don't think we did. Okay, great. So the... Uh, yeah, the, the East County EDC has a lot of work around uh, our education partners. And so uh, I don't know about the other parents out there, but for me, I was always sort of frustrated by um, the lack of sort of industry training that my daughter got, right? So if you look at uh, kids in school now, they don't really get the chance very often to talk to employers or people that they might 
be working with or for in the future. And one of the EDC's main priorities is bringing together all of our education and employment partners to try to provide as many opportunities as we can for these kids to see what work looks like. One of our biggest assets that we have in the East County is um, the workforce and um, the the skill and knowledge that our current workforce has and how do we pass that down to our kids if they're not seeing it in school and, you know, mom and dad just go to work in a big old truck or whatever, or go to an office, sit on a laptop. They don't get a chance to see that. Back in my day, we used to have career day. You guys ever have those? Um, I don't remember doing it, but my mother-in-law, when she was working down at Donovan Prison, uh, they they were I was, still. I think it was going to be the steakhouse. I was like, oh, that's awesome. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, R.J. Donovan Correctional Facility. <laughs> Very cool. Well, it's still still interesting though. But she would have um, career days, I guess, or bring your kid to work day. But in lieu of her son, my husband, who was an adult at the time she was working there, she would bring our son, her grandson, and so Noah got to kind of grow up going for at least a handful of years to go to a prison, which is super weird. I know. One way or another, you'll be here. <laughs> it's, just, it's so bizarre, but he would come home and I really would be like, well, how was your day, honey? He said, it was great. We made ice cream. And I, and I just, my first thought was who helped you? <laughs> but it was always thankfully grandma. And yeah, they had a lot of interaction with the correctional officers, but. So grandma worked there. She wasn't a visitor. Correct. Uh, she, she, she wasn't, uh, she, she wasn't staying there. No. And yeah. oddly enough, Brandon's dad worked for, uh, prison also that's they grew up in Tehachapi in California I don't know if you guys know where that is it's super low-key you pretty much live there for two reasons because your dad either works at the prison or he lives at the prison so thankfully again yeah Brandon's dad worked there so we've been exposed to some fun prison sites in our day (laughs) very cool (laughs) nice so um, one of the things that the EDC does uh, pre-COVID um, was a pretty cool um, kind of like a career day event in, uh, used to do it at Hanger at Gillespie Field, and then you moved it over to uh, downtown El Cajon, right? Yeah, every, at the first week of October, we do our big manufacturing expo. It's actually one of the biggest in the country where we have um, usually 30 plus manufacturers come and sort of show off the things that they build here in East County, right? So we have people like Taylor Guitars and Deering Banjo. We also have GK and Aerospace and some of the others. And the goal is for employers to be able to show off what they build and the stuff that's sort of getting built in our backyard that we might not know of. And it's also an opportunity for the kids to walk through and the students and the community to walk through and see what sort of jobs might be available, what sort of work they could do, what kind of companies they could work for and sort of feel some of that out. Right. I think that, you know, one of our, our main tasks is to create as many collisions between you know, employers and the kids that will eventually fill those jobs. So we have a lot of projects and do a lot of work around that. I love that event personally. I know you've been in the past too, John, um, but I love it. I, I don't think I realized that a lot of students were having interactions there. You know, I would go obviously for my own selfish purposes, but um, I love the idea of some kind of student showcase going on where they get to go and walk through because we do have such a blue collar community, if you will. And I think a lot of kids for many years, I think my generation maybe was really getting pushed into college and that that was kind of, you know, the only direction you could go. And it really left some of these other trades really hurting. So I hope to see that we kind of cycle back to really pushing trade schools and uh, certain industries here that live in our own backyard. A college is, is great for a lot of people, but there's like 80% of the people that um, 
don't need to go to college because um, I don't know when the toilet backs up, I'm not calling James to tell me um, how that's going to affect me economically. Right. I'm going to call the guy that uh, knows how to fix the toilet. If my car breaks, same kind of thing. And I think um, the EDC does that really well. You guys do bus tours to the different uh, manufacturing facilities and things like that throughout the East County. Yeah. Before, before the pandemic, yeah, we used to drive around uh, students from the high school districts and the colleges to a variety of manufacturing facilities where they could walk through the shop floors and see how things were being built, you know, how a part was being milled or, uh, you know, welded together. And then at the end we would have sort of an employer panel where they could ask these business owners and their HR directors, really any questions they wanted about what it's like to work there, what sort of you know skills they need, what sort of uh, tasks they'd be doing. And, you know, sort of to, to the point Kristen mentioned and that John echoed, you know, we've, if you ask a kid what they want to be when they grow up, you know, whether they're in high school or elementary school or going into college, it's a really rough ask. You know, a lot of times students have no idea what their majors are going to be. And it's, we believe that it's because uh, they don't have any idea of what that, you know, world of work looks like, right? Because if you ask them, well, if you wanted to work in a hospital, what would you do? They can probably only name like two or three jobs. I'll be a doctor. I'll be a nurse, right? But the hospital employs like 2000 different occupations, and you wouldn't know that because to John's point, you know, career days aren't uh, super common anymore. I remember trying to take my daughter out of school to see if I could bring her to work one time and um, it's heavily frowned upon. <laughs> you know, they they don't actually want you to, to take your kid into work and show you my office and stuff like that. They, you know, get paid for their attendance. So um, it's definitely a challenge, but it's one of the things that we take very seriously. I've seen a little bit of a shift and I, got, I should say a lot of a shift, I would say, and maybe you'll see this next year, James, as your daughter enters the Grossmont Union High School District in one capacity or another. But at, at least at the two high schools in town, I was able to, it, it's been over a year now because it was pre-pandemic, but I was able to go do campus tours at Santana and West Hills with the superintendent at the time of the district and the, the two high school principals and basically do a really in-depth tour on their CTE programs there. And they're insanely impressive to me. I mean, um, you know, Santana, I remember taking a cooking class when I was in high school there, but it's nothing like the culinary program that they have offered now. And some of the medical programs that they have on both campuses, the engineering program at Santana and the medical program over at West Hills. I mean, these things actually like really blew my mind. Media programs and just really was touching on a lot of different areas. So I, I'm pretty impressed with how far the high schools have come, at least since my day, you know, 20 years ago or what have you. The but, CTC programs, right? The career technical education programs mm-hmm. are pretty awesome. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're really lucky in East County. You know, even though I'm sort of like generally talking about the work that we try to do to make connections, you know, the, the truth is on the education side, we have some really, really strong champions, really great partners when it comes to advocating that connection. Yeah. You know, to Kristen's point, like the Grossmont high school district is great. Um, the Santee and Cone Valley school districts, like a lot of them are very invested in this process and have created some really cool, you know, region leading programs. And so, you know, some of the other, the other regions, both, you know, throughout San Diego and throughout the state kind of struggle with this, but we're, we're lucky in that our education partners, I think, recognize the value of it. And then it's just a question of, you know, how can we best create these, these systems, right? How can we best impact the lives of these kids? Yeah. I, I think if, if you are able to give a 12 or 13 year old kid, um, some hope for the future, like this is what you might consider a direction you might go, not necessarily feed them a job, but 
give them an opportunity to explore a job. And that's one of the biggest uh, bummers about not having shop class and all of those, a lot of those opportunities. I mean, you don't get that opportunity to take those classes until you're usually a sophomore, right? Can you take yeah. them as a freshman? You can take them as a freshman actually. And, and that is kind of part of what I was really learning too. Like I said, last year with these campus tours is that these CTE programs really kind of grab you more in the beginning of your high school career. So you're, you are coming in as a freshman and getting placed in, you know, I think they call it like a wheel or a spoke or something um, and getting pushed into a direction and each class builds off the other. So, um, you know, for example, my son was in, uh, I guess you would call it shop, you know, like you guys used to call it shop class. It's not what they call it any, anymore, but it's, it's a manufacturing class and and they've got a teacher over at West Hills who's just won like gobs of awards for her programs and and things there. So, you know, like I said, I've I've really seen them change and and that's not by default. That has been by design. This is all really shifted in a in a direction that helps our children for good reason. So, it's probably partners like the ECEDC and and others that have really made some of these things really more visible and active for our kids. So uh, not just kids finding new jobs or new employment opportunities. What about adults? You guys do anything for adults? Yeah. the One of the bus tours and manufacturing panels that we run is for adults and veteran job seekers. And, um, you know, at the manufacturing expo, obviously people come out to speak directly to employers. Um, we also work very closely with the East County Career Center, which is uh, also over in El Cajon. And they route thousands of job seekers a month. And so our partnerships with them and some of the other uh, people like, you know, public consulting group and some of our other members, we really try and coordinate all of these systems. The role of an EDC, like I mentioned earlier, is to sort of facilitate a lot of these conversations and help, you know, sort of guide it down the path we all recognize it needs to accomplish. So we work with the career centers, we work with the colleges and uh, the high schools and our other partners like public consulting group to sort of bring all of these job seekers together around all of the resources that are available to help them find a job. And uh, East County is a wonderful place to work, right? Obviously, we're all we're all living and working out here. But um, one of the the key points that John mentioned earlier is that East County is known for its workforce. A lot of people live here and are forced to travel someplace else for work. But that's because East County residents are in such high demand. I love that. So, James, is there a place that the um, that people can go if they have a business and they want to participate, or how do they? Um, how can they connect with you or, or, or are we looking for connections today? I mean, can you do anything with, uh, during COVID or are you doing stuff online? How, how is all this stuff working? Yeah. So we're actually, we're still doing some virtual guest speaking events. You know, we have sort of a spectrum of activities that we, uh, bring in employment partners for, you know, we do internships, apprenticeships, guest speaking events. Sometimes we have them show off the work they do through, uh, you know, a virtual tour or something like that. So all of that is still ongoing. You know, we've had some time now to adapt and pivot to meet the needs of the pandemic. So our, you know, our activities are still ongoing. And if there's a business that's interested in working with some of these educators or education partners, um, you can contact my email and we'll get you plugged into our skilled workforce committee and some of the, the work that we have where it's really just educators and industry sitting down to talk specifically about how they can broker some of these activities. Awesome. So, um, Alex, uh, uh, please uh, put James's email in there and the link to the EDC. And, um, you know, there was a success story that you had recently taking a, a business that had uh, virtually no online presence. Can you say their name? You know what I'm talking about? I do. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I can't say their name because uh, I should have mentioned earlier, anybody who comes to a small business development center, the service that we offer, it's all confidential. But uh, in general, yes, they we had a company, a local food manufacturer who didn't have an online presence. And so when the pandemic hit and stores started shutting down, uh, they obviously weren't placing as many orders for their product. And so their sales started to drop dramatically. But uh, we were able to connect them to some of our paid consultants, uh, some of our SBDC staff to help them navigate how to create a website, how to drive uh, traffic to their online presence, and their business has really turned around. And I think at the beginning of the pandemic, their online sales were like 6% of their whole business, and now it's something like 60% or 70%. So they have made a real turnaround when it comes to their ability to you know, sort of adapt to COVID and the changes it's necessitated and how they do their work. It was really good of you guys to get them out of a jam. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what else we got left on the agenda? I think that's about. <laughs> going to end it on it. a dad joke? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Did you say a bad joke or? Well, a dad joke. Oh, yeah. One and the same. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's the same thing. Okay. All right. So um, we're going. EDC does a lot of cool things for the community. If you want to reach out um, and um, get a hold of James, you can do that. Stop watching the clock, John. Watching the numbers, trying to get that done. Um, so we'll connect with James. You can find uh, Kristen at SantiChamber.com. You can find James at EastCountyEDC.org. That's an easy one to remember. Or click the links below. Thanks, guys. We'll see you at the next one.